let's begin. Um, we gotta. Yeah, let's just let's just let's just go right into it. Um, so this is from ABC News. Um, four students charged in bathroom attack on Kentucky's schoolmate. An 18-year-old Kentucky high schooler has pleaded not guilty to second-degree assault and criminal mischief in an assault on a reportedly autistic classmate. An 18-year-old Kentucky high schooler has pleaded not guilty to second-degree assault and criminal mischief in in an assault on a reportedly autistic classmate. News outlets report uh, Damon Simmons is accused of attacking the Iroquois Iroquois High student on Thursday with the help of three juvenile students. An arrest citation says surveillance video shows Simmons and the other students enter a bathroom at the Louisville school after the victim. Another student later found the victim lying in a pool of blood in the bathroom. The victim's sister told uh, WAVE-TV that her brother is on the autism spectrum. The victim told authorities that he didn't know his attackers. He has since undergone surgery for a fractured jaw and the loss of several teeth. WLKY TV reports related charges have been filed against the juveniles. That's all there is, folks. That's all there was. That's all she wrote. You know, there are people in this world that... Here's the thing. There are people in this world that are just nasty. They're just nasty. And they're just flat out, flat out bad people. That's some good tea. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I have a question. So, this was, so this guy, so this person was 18. I just, I just don't know. I don't know how we can do this stuff, man. Like, how, I don't know, like, how can you do that to a person? Because first of all, first of all, it's 4v1, you're in the bathroom, and, okay, the bathroom how first of all the last place you want to have a fight is the bathroom because the bathroom you don't have a lot of space so he's autistic got four dudes coming in and here's the thing it's not that he's autistic that's part of it but it's just like man I mean you had nothing better to do with your life and so with your boredom and lack of uh, activity you decide to beat up a student I mean what like what what is wrong with you in the head like I, I I cannot comprehend that I can't comprehend somebody just beating like how, how are you going to beat up a person who has no chance of protecting themselves like like they've got no shot it would be it would be like it's like the equivalent of 
me and three of my buddies going to beat up a seventh grader. Like, like what? I'm like, I'm just curious. Did this, did this autistic student do anything to this, to these individuals? It's possible he did. It is. Because, you know, autism, there is a spectrum. There's, you know, I don't have, I don't know all the details. I'm probably going to talk, um, my friend, she wants to work with, um, she wants to work with kids with autism. And so what I plan to do tomorrow is just kind of, I may just actually, uh, talk, you know, talk to her over the phone or just text her and just, you know, ask her about, you know, autism and stuff like that. Um, but I know that there are, there's varying degrees where it's like, it's either really bad or it's not so bad. And then it's like the spectrum in between those options. But this, the, these people are just disgusting. I mean, the, these are just, these are just gross, sick individuals. I mean, I just, I, I can't, I can't think I can't think of what would make me do that to somebody. Especially someone who can't defend themselves. It's just, that, that, that's all I gotta say about this, man. I just, there's some sick people out there. And I'm not saying to live in fear, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But you know, be careful out there. You know, it's just, and here's the thing. Just because, you know, you don't have to live, you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to do any of that. And just be, just because someone says, you know, be careful and just do stuff like that, that doesn't mean be afraid. Or that doesn't mean that they are afraid. It's just, you know, be watchful of your surroundings. You know, who, you know, make sure you're not being followed. You know, just, you know, just basics, basic things for your safety and the safety of your family. I'm not going to get into the whole Second Amendment thing because you guys already know where I stand on that, and I'm not. I'm not going to tie in politics to stuff like this. But this is sick. This is. There's, there's just sick individuals out there, man. There's, you know, there's people out there. I thought I was done, but I'm not. There are people out there with just with so much hate and anger within them. Look at the Columbine shooters. Look at look at their writings. I mean, there, there are just some people where they, they just have so much negativity inside of them. They have so much hatred, anger, resentment, fear, disgust. There's, and it's just like, at some, there's a straw that breaks the camel's back. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not condoning what these guys did at all. I've already said that, I've already said that these are disgusting people. But, here, here's what's important. Don't just hold on to negative emotions. I was talking, I was talking to my friend, I was talking to my friend yesterday about decisions and just well, really just the power of emotion. And we were just, and he, I'm probably going to have him on the podcast one day. He's just such a fantastic friend. Um, we can talk very easily. I mean, we, we're going to, we talk about so much stuff. It's just, it's just great. You guys are really going to love him. Um, but it's just, it's just so interesting, man. So here's the thing. We were talking and I said, you know, 
it's amazing just how much emotion can cloud your mind. And it's not just negative emotions. Positive emotions too. Happiness, excitement, um, you know, things like that. They can be dangerous when making emotions. Or when experiencing, you know, when making a decision. So, just remember, when you are, when you are emotional, whether positive emotions or negative emotions, do not make a decision. Because how are you, how you're feeling affects your decision. It affects your thought process. And you're not thinking clearly. Alright? Don't do that. It's just extremely dangerous. But also what I wanted to say is, you know, you need to have a healthy outlet in terms of your emotions. You have to find a way to get your, to get things out of you. Because it's, it's just like food. You eat. There's only so much that you can take in before your excretory system does its thing. At some point, you're gonna have to go, you're gonna have to go urinate. At some, some point, you have to go defecate. You have to get stuff out of you before you can put more stuff in you. And you take in, you take in content all day. You take, you take in words, thoughts, sights. There's so much that you take in every day. You need to take time to get it out of you in a healthy way. Uh, a self-defense class. Um, writing, um, just, just, just get it out. You know, you have these people like school shooters and one thing that happens with them is that, that they're just so angry and it's like they, like there's a, there's something that just lights the fuse and they're just like, that's it. And then they just go ballistic. By just hold, by just holding on and harness and harboring your emotions, that's not good. And it's always, it's always, you know, the quiet ones who, because, because those that are quiet are dangerous. Not always in a bad way. I mean, they, I mean, being quiet can be a good thing and it can make you dangerous in a good way. But it's like those who just keep things to themselves and never get it out. That's why friends are so important. You need friends. You need, you need community. You have, you have to get stuff out. And this, this is just disgusting stuff. These, these people are, they're just sick. And they are absolutely, I, I hope these guys get the longest sentence. You know, I, I, I hope justice takes place here. This is disgusting. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If I'm, if I'm the parent, of this student. I'm suing. I'm suing these. First of all, I'm suing these. In, I'm suing the 18 year old. And then I'm going to sue the parents of these other three. That, that, that's just. God, man, I just. It's, it's sick. It's sickening. It really is. Okay. Now. On to another bathroom story. And this is unfortunate. And here we go. Oh my god. I just, you know, this transgender stuff. Um, here's the thing. 
the problem with the gender movement, you know, the gender, the gender movement, I believe it's, I believe it's allies are, they're losing their allies. Because they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for more stuff and it's like, it gets to a point where it's just annoying now. Transgender students win unrestricted locker room access in Palatine, uh, Schomburg High Schools. Um, Schom, yeah, Schomburg, I think, if I remember correctly. Alright, here we go. A nearly four-year fight over restroom and locker room access for transgender students in the northwest suburbs is over. By the way, this is in uh, Chicago, okay? A CBS 2's Tara Molina reported the Palatine-Schomburg High School District 211 board on Thursday voted to give transgender students unrestricted access to locker rooms and restrooms. The vote was 5-2. to two. The district's superintendent said that this policy doesn't mean anyone can just go into any locker room or restroom at any time. The policy requires a student and parent to have communication with the district and come up with a plan. We believe it is now time to move forward with this policy, though we would not plan to implement it until the start of second semester in January, school district superintendent Dan Cates said before the vote. During the public comments, during the, during the public comment before the vote, one teen who identified herself as a student in the district expressed discomfort with unrestricted locker room access. I don't want to see a transgender student naked in the locker room, she said. I do not want a transgender student to see me naked in the locker room. But another student said, anyone can use the change rooms if they want to, but no one should be forced to. The district should be helping gender students, not putting more obstacles in front of them. For almost four years, Jesus, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to save my reaction to the end. For almost four years, transgender students in the district have had to use the nurse's office or private stalls to change clothes. The issue goes back to 2015 when a transgender student only known as Student A and who identified as a girl uh, wanted to use the girl's locker room and was not given unrestricted access. The Federal Office of Civil Rights at the time said that was a violation of non-discrimination law and gave, and gave the district 30 days to comply or else jeopardize its Title IX funding. The district reached an agreement with the government and allowed that student to use a private changing stall in the girls' locker room, but did not adopt a district-wide policy on the issue, according to the American Civil Liberties Union of Illinois. Student Nova Madej, and first of all, we pretty much know that that's a fake name, um, I believe, uh, who is also transgender and identifies as female, sued the district separately in 2017 over locker room access. Madej told CBS 2's May Martinez at the time she began living as a girl in her freshman year. So remember, this is, this is a guy. And by the way, there's a video of this individual. It's clearly a dude. It's clearly a dude. He just wants to be a girl. That's what it is. Um, but instead of being allowed to use the locker room, school officials said she could change the nurse's office or private area. Madej said in 2017 that she never had any of the other girls tell her that they are uncomfortable with her changing the same locker room and as a result did not understand the motives behind the school district's way of handling the situation. 
Madej's attorney said the fact she is anatomically male has nothing to do with her gender identity and should have no relevance on whether she is allowed access to the girls' locker room. In January 2018, a judge sided with the school district and denied a motion for a preliminary injunction and would have allowed Madej to use the girls' locker room the second semester of her senior year. Madej appealed, but the Illinois court ruled that the matter was moot once Madej graduated. Madej came back for the vote Thursday night, and she was overjoyed by the successful vote. I don't want anyone else, anyone else to go through what I went through, Madej said. It's just a win. It really is. It's a huge win for us. It's something we've been fighting for for years, and other students have been fighting for for years. And to see this finally happening is just huge and exciting. That's the end of the article. Okay. I saw some of this footage of, uh, you know, the court, the, of the decision from the district. There were, you know, it was, it was really split. It was, it really looked 50-50. Um, there were signs, there were signs that, there were signs from the supporters of this that said, that said separate is not equal. Let me just say this. They're, these transgender individuals are not being separated from society. It's very simple. You have certain chromosomes. You have certain... You have certain feelings. And... Well, the, I should say, these people have certain feelings, and they're just like, well, you know what, I feel like I'm this, or I, w I want to be this, or I think I am this, even though I'm not. It's, you know, it's just amazing to me, this transgender stuff. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's like this. Like, I use this, I use this all the time. If I go, if I went to a, if I went to the doctor and I said I want my left leg to be cut off, there is no surgeon anywhere in the United States that's going to do that because it's unethical. There's nothing. If there's nothing wrong with my leg, and I just say, you know what, I just want to get rid of it. No one, no surgeon, no medical professional is going to do that. If I want to cut off my left arm, no one is going to do that. If I want to cut off my right hand, no one is going to do that because it's unethical. You know, if I if I have this belief that, you know, my right leg really isn't my leg and it's just I'm really a person with two two arms and one two arms and one leg, even though I clearly have two arms and two legs. No, oh no. Yeah, you know, a medical professional will not amputate my right leg. I told you about I told you guys about that one delusional guy who I think it's his left leg and he he genuinely believes that his leg that that leg is not his and when he walks around normally in public and then when he's in private he pretends that he only has one leg and he and he moves around his house as if he's an amputee It's just disgusting it's just, it's just, like, it's disgusting. I'm not saying, here's the thing, I'm not saying these people are disgusting. They are delusional, but then I'm not saying they're disgusting. What I'm saying is, we have this double standard where it's like, 
oh, okay, you know, we don't do these other things. But with this, oh, yeah, just because you feel, you feel like the other, you feel like the other sex, or you want to be the other sex, okay, we're just going to do that. We're going to do that for you. We're going to, we're going to help liberate you. Give me an actual 15-minute break. I mean, th- I mean, it's just, it's just wrong. And I, I'm going to say this. Supposedly, this is going to, this is going to be enacted in the second semester. So there are, there are women, or there are, according to other stories, there are, there are some students, especially female students, who are uncomfortable being around a guy. So this, so let's say this Nova individual was still at that school. Um, I, I'm, I, I want you guys to look up, I want you guys to look up this video. Just look up, it's on Chicago, you can find it on, uh, chicago.cbslocal.com. Transgender students win unrestricted locker room access in Palatine Schomburg High Schools. This individual is clearly a guy. Like, it's a guy. All he did was grow out his hair, dye part of it, dye some of it pink, and that's it. If this guy just walked in to the, to the ladies' restroom or locker room, it's, it's just, it's just horrendous. It's, it's just horrendous. Like, there are students who are saying, there are some students who are saying, oh, you know, we are uncomfortable. And according to him, he's saying, he's saying, okay, no one came up to me and told me, where is it? Where's this quote? Let me, let me make sure I quote, let me make sure I quote this individual, uh, correctly. Um, where is it? Where is it? The day's attorneys being said instead allowed. I think it's down here. Madej said in okay, it's not an exact quote. Madej said in 2017 that she had never had any of the other girls tell her they are uncomfortable with her changing in the same locker room. Do you want to know why that may be? Nova. Wonder what your actual name is. Because if they say something to you, they can be accused of being transphobic. That might be why they're saying something. And no one wants to be, most people don't want to be accused of that, so they just don't say anything. Which I think is a big mistake. Listen. There's a general sense of normal. People, you know, there are some people who say, oh, there is no normal. No, there is. There is a normal. There is a general sense of normalcy. If you... Let's say you went to your job and you know you you're in your cubicle, you're in your office, and you see somebody outside your window, outside, you know, your office window, walking down your hallway, butt naked. You would freeze. Cause you'd be like, Did I just was that person just Why? Because it's not normal. If there are certain things we see that are out of the ordinary, and we stare, and it's like, okay, there is a general sense of normal. And when we see something that is outside of normal, we stare at it. These individuals are delusional. And if I'm the parents of these, 
I'm, if I'm the parents, I'm going to be honest. If I have a daughter, if I have a daughter at this school, I am pulling her from this school. I personally, I believe that's what I believe that's what these parents should do. Pull your pull your child from here. Because pretty much pretty much what I could do, pretty much what I could do. Let's let's say let's say I'm a pervert. Okay? I can now have free access. All I got to do, let's just say I was younger, all I got to do, talk to my parents, we go and talk to the school, and I say I'm transgender, and then they say, okay, you know, you can go ahead and have access. Because you can't, because supposedly you can't just walk in freely. So all I got to do is just go through, go talk to these people, and it's not like, it's not like there's a transgender test where it's like, it's like, okay, are you actually transgender? You know why? There's no test because you couldn't grade that test because you'd be like, oh my gosh, how dare you say that I'm not this? So I could just go in and just say, you know what, I'm 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 a girl now. I'm no longer Solomon. I am now. Let's see, what would be what would be a feminine version of my name? Solomina. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm now Solomina. I go with my I go with my parents. We meet with the office of the school. We meet with the school district. And then they say, okay, we give you the stamp of approval, which they can't give me anything else. And the next day, I just stroll right in to the ladies' room. If I wanted to, I could just hang out there. I could just I could just go in, you know, they're in the locker room, they're changing. I could very easily just go right in, do my thing. It's it, it, it's it's just ridiculous, man. It's just it's just ridiculous. I would pull parents, parents of the, at this high school wherever this takes place. Pull your child. I, well, I can't tell you what to do. You, you ultimately you have the power, and you should, you know, kind of go with, with what your kid wants. But I'm going to say this. I would pull I would pull my child from this school. I would pull them. I'm not having some delusional guy come into the bathroom with my daughter. That's not happening. There are there are girls who miss school, who skip school, who hold their bladders for eight, nine hours until they get home. Just so they don't have to use the restroom. At school. I would, I would, I would remove my daughter. This is, this is wrong. It's wrong. We're not excluding you, man. We're just saying, dog, you're a dude. Go in there and go in the guy's room. Do your business. It's amazing how we are it's amazing how we are adjusting society for this extraordinarily small portion of the population. I mean if I mean tra- <clears throat> transgenders are a very very small portion of the population. And it's like we it's like everyone else just has to bow down to what they say or else 
oh, you're a xenophobe, you're a transphobe, and you got to be canceled. This is, this is, this is wrong. This is wrong. Parents, pull your kid. Put him, put him somewhere else. We were, I mean, it's wrong to just adjust for these few small, a small, a small portion of the population for these, you're adjusting, you're just, you're making everyone else adjust to, you're making everyone else adjust to you. See, that's the, see, it's different with, you know, the, you know, with the sexuality movement with like, you know, being lesbian and being gay. They were saying, okay, let us be us. Just let us do our thing. Don't fire us for being gay. You know, it's our, it's our private life. Just leave us alone. And that's all, that's all they were saying. Transgenders want the 99.99% of individuals, the, the 99.99% of society to adjust to the 0.001%. And again, I'm just kind of making up these, these, uh, percentages, but it's, it's pretty close to the, to the number of transgenders in terms of the population. The vast, vast, vast majority has to adjust to this extraordinarily small minority. You gotta, I mean, we're creating new words for these people. You know, we gotta use zim, z, zer. I just, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. The fact that she is anatomically male has nothing to do with her gender identity. What a load of garbage. What a load of basura. I mean, this dude, you're not, cut it out. You're not fooling anybody. You're a dude. Look at the, I mean, I'm going to be honest. If you look at this guy, you can pretty much summarize his growing, him, him growing up. He was the kid who was just outcasted and no one liked and everyone thought was weird. And so, probably because he actually was weird. And, you know, he just never fit in with anyone. And so, he wasn't really socialized that well. And, you know, his craziness started to creep out. I'm not saying he's a, he's a disgusting individual. It's just unfortunate because he's delusional. He thinks he's something that he is not. Again, I'm going to do my Black Panther scenario. If I consistently and persistently believe that I am the Black Panther, I am delusional. Because I'm not the Black Panther. The Black Panther does not exist. Or let's say this, let's, let's, let's change, let's change it. Let's say I want to be, let's say I want to be, let's say I want to be LeBron James. I can change my name. I can, I can go, I can go right now, legally change my name to LeBron James. It does not make me the LeBron James of the NBA. It doesn't automatically make me this specific thing. I can't go change my name to, you know, I can't go change my name to Beyonce. Beyonce Knowles. I can't do that. I mean, I can. 
but it doesn't make me Beyonce. I'm not, I'm not Beyonce. This, this is just wrong. It's, it's just wrong. Dude, go urinate at the urinal like a normal person. Wash your hands with soap and water and leave. Just go about the rest of your day. But no, now, 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 now everybody has to go and adjust because this delusional individual. Call it mean. Call it trans, call it transphobic. I don't care. Like, this is wrong. He's a guy. He knows he's a guy. He may want to be a girl. But he's not. I may want to be Bill Gates. I'm not. I may want to be Jeff Bezos. I'm not. I may want to be a turtle. I'm not. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I just... I'm going to move on to the next story, man. I, I could just keep going about this. I, I just, I just, parents, pull your kid. Pull your kid now. Pull them now. And then, the, and then the district will think, oh, you know, that was maybe kind of stupid. Let's just have this one individual, these few, these few, these, these individuals that you could probably count on one or two hands... And just uh, and just have these people adjust. It's like this. I thought I was done. I'm not. I just. Oh my god. If I go to Mexico, I have to learn their language. I have to learn their culture. I have to learn their practices. It wouldn't. I wouldn't take my family of five and we go. We go to Mexico. And we just say, okay, Mexico, change to us. That's not how it works. You want, you want to, you, you, you want to be a part of society? You, you, if you're in the very extremely small minority, you adjust to where you are. One in Rome, do as the Romans do. If you're in a certain place, you, you do what they do. You don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the official language of Mexico become English just because I just I went there and it's easier for me. Oh no 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 no. It's on me to learn and master Spanish and become proficient in it. It's up to me to you know be able to communicate and to talk and to get used to the culture and to uh dress differently and to talk differently and to you know adjust to them. These delusional individuals. My goodness. My goodness. Okay. Pull, pull, parents, parents. If you do nothing else for you, if you do nothing else for your daughters, pull them from the school. That is unacceptable. There, if I'm a guy, as guys, we don't want a girl just coming into the restroom. Girls, they just want to use the restroom in peace. They, you know, they talk, they do their hair, they do their makeup, they do that. They don't want some guy just walking in there. 
behind them, and then and then like, whoa, what, like what are they doing? Nova, of course, not going to say anything because they don't want to come off as transphobic. Because that that's that's how society is now. You go against these people, you're automatically seen as racist, sexist, xenophobic, transphobic. Just you're just labeled as an evil person. Oh no 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 no. I'm not saying these people are disgusting. I am saying they're delusional and they do need help. But no, we're just we're not gonna we're not going to adjust the vast majority of people to this extraordinarily small minority. That is the problem with the gender movement. Okay. Yes. I need to drink some tea after that. And I'm going to. Especially with this next story. Mm, Bless the Lord. This is from Fox News. Transplant doctor rejects damaged donated lungs from chain smoker. I'm going to tell you something before I get into this. These are the nastiest lungs I have ever seen ever in life. These are these lungs are nasty. These lungs are unusable. I'm trying to figure out the person who wants your nasty lungs. What can we do with this besides study it? Who who can use this? Who what person can use your lungs? You ruined I mean I mean you should seriously look at these lungs. A doctor in China was forced to reject a pair of donated lungs that came from a deceased 52-year-old who spent 30 years of his life chain smoking. I'm going to be honest, if I was this doctor, if I was this doctor and and someone brought these lungs and said, "Okay, we're going to use these lungs." I would have looked at them and I would have said, you're, you're kidding. I was like, we're, we're supposed to use these. Who wants your nasty lungs? This is disgusting. After seeing the damage done to the organs, I'm not a medical professional, but I could just look at that and I could say, we can't use that. I, I ser- Seriously, I'm going to say this. If you're eating, don't look it up. Wait till, you know, wait till your food's digested. Wait till, you know, it's been a, it's been a couple of hours. If you're about to eat, don't look. These are the nastiest, these are the nastiest lungs I've ever seen. No one, no one wants your, no one wants your nasty organs. These can't be used. I mean, my, here's my question. When this guy died and it was on his will or whatever, his driver's license and it said, oh, okay, you know, Donate his lung, you know, donate my, you know, organs. The person who first saw the organs, why, I mean, I'm going to assume it's against the law. But it's like, if I were, if I were that guy, I'd be like, really? Really? Like, really? Like, I would just, just, I would just be like, I would tell my co-workers, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Somebody come and look at this. Who is going to, who, who, what are we supposed to do with this? I mean, if we're studying it, that's one thing. But you, he, I mean, transplant, you can't, no human can use these. These are unusable. It's, I mean, I mean, they're absolute garbage. 
I mean, you you got to actually be kidding me. You've got to actually, seriously be kidding me. This is later down in the article. 30 years of chain smoking. Jesus. Many smokers in this country have lungs which look like this. Our team decided to reject these lungs for transplant. If you're a heavy smoker, your lungs may not be accepted even if you choose to donate them after death. Look at these lungs. Do you still have the courage to smoke? That's my next point. I personally, personally, I don't understand how people smoke tobacco. I don't know how people smoke cigarettes. I don't know how people smoke cigars. Like, after you look at this, I mean, it's nasty. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, like, it's absolutely disgusting. And it's like, dear God, like, of all the things, here's, here's the thing. In today's society, in today's world, especially in America, of all the, of all the things that you can smoke, of all the things, of all the substances that you could use, how today do you use cigarettes? See, I understand for those from older and past generations, because they started with cigarettes, they got hooked on them, and yes, there were more things on the market. And then, you know, they just kept going. But I'm seeing like 18, 19 year olds smoking cigarettes. You're about as old as me. I mean, I just, I mean, th- I mean, this is, I mean, it's just nasty. Over 300 million people in China are smokers, Jesus, which counts for nearly one third, one third of the world's total, uh, according to the World Health Organization. Nearly 2.3 trillion cigarettes were consumed in China in 2009, which is more than the combined total smoked in the top four tobacco consuming countries. The statistics also gave a grade toll on the country, which uh, World Health Organization calculating that someone in China dies every 30 seconds because of tobacco use. How do you use... I, I just don't understand. I mean, I just... My goodness, man. It's just... Just nasty. It's just nasty. I mean, these are disgusting. Your lungs may be, Your lungs may be rejected. See, it's a good thing... See... This is why I don't really deal well with people. This is also why I could never be a pastor. Because pastors deal with a lot of crazy garbage. They deal with a lot of drama. They deal with a lot of things. They deal with problems of other people that aren't even really problems. And, you know, there are people who, they, you know, they say something and it's just like, what is that? You know, you, you just you just got to come across the right way as a pastor. You got to come up with the right tone. You got to be kind. You got to be sympathetic. You got to be empathetic. It's a very hard job. But right here, I would just be like, what are we, like, I'd be like, like if, like if some, like if this guy told, if I was this guy's friend, the 52 year old who was chain smoking and he said, yeah, I'm going to donate my lungs. And I was like, oh, to science? So like that? And he's like, no, for, you know, transplant, you know, so it can be used as a transplant. I would be like, dude, you chain smoke. You've been doing it for three decades. What are you talking about? Your lungs aren't usable. You you can barely use them. 
My goodness. My goodness. I just, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. And that, that, that is about enough for today. Oh, yes. I just, we, we just can't. I don't know, man. There are just certain things that I see and I'm like, oh my lord. What is happening, man? What is happening?